On today's episode of the Lemon Soul Podcast, you are going to hear from Shelby McCabe. Shelby is a good friend of mine and has been since we were very young. Shelby's here to talk about what it's like growing up as the sick kid and what it's like living with an illness that is a challenge every single day in different ways. She is the human embodiment of a lemon soul, taking all her challenges and making them into something super sweet. Please listen carefully. Yay, I'm so excited that you're here. This has been a long time coming. Me too. I know, I'm super excited. Okay, podcast. This is going to be numero 18. Everyone listening, Shelby McCabe is here. I'm just going to preface our relationship because I've known Shelby since I was four years old. So, like, this is going to be a super lag, super fun conversation. Um, We relate on several different levels, which we'll get into. Um, But uh, I'm super excited that you're here. Thank you. And that people will get to hear your story because... I don't think you've ever, like, never. never, like, been interviewed, and, like, you're someone that should be telling your story no. and, like, spreading good love. She'll be you're the so fucking sweet. best. So I'm super excited that you guys all get to listen. So welcome to the a temporary studio, because this isn't the real studio, but, you know, such is life. Yeah. Such is life. You roll with it. It's okay. Let, we'll dive right into it then, yeah. because yeah. we both grew up as sick kids. Yeah. Oh. Do you want to tell people what it was like? growing up yeah definitely okay so we were like so young when we were yeah. sick too we were like i was 12 years Listen, old when you were i found younger. out yeah you were younger. yeah it took you maybe a little bit longer yeah. too but um i was 12 years old when i was just finding i was really tired all the time and um i mean nothing really else was wrong other than that okay but um yeah i was just like really tired all the time and i ended up going for some like blood work and my white blood cells were crazy off the charts like way more times than they were supposed to be and that led me to a pediatrician who his best friend was the head of um rheumatology at sick kids hospital in toronto Mm -hmm. so immediately like that weekend we found ourselves in toronto and it was like just because you were tired yeah once his blood work came back and and then i had like a urinalysis once that came back there was like so much protein that they realized my kidneys weren't even functioning this is so, so cool that i'm getting to know like this like real specific story because yeah. i was like i know you growing up and i know you're yeah story, but, like, like you've really cool. seen okay. it yeah. but like okay. yeah Keep medically going. like this is like what was going on at the time yeah. and basically so i get all these like all this work done and then they find out everything's not where it's supposed to be and then once i actually get up to toronto and we're at the hospital there and we're spending a couple days there um that's when like i'm finding like i'm things together like episodes I've been having when I was a kid they're relating those to seizures now and this tiredness like Mm -hmm. they're saying actually no that's more like chronic fatigue and it's beyond tired it's can't get out of bed and like I'm 12 years old and I can't get out of bed just didn't make sense and Mm -hmm. it was kind of beyond being like a lazy teenager you know like (laughs) you're preaching at this point yeah (laughs) like (laughs) it was just beyond like wanting to sleep past noon it was like absolutely needing it every second running home from school and like getting in bed and like needing to be in bed and that entire time until I went to school the next day yeah it was super crazy so yeah this led me to um sick kids where i met dr Raphael schneider and he ended up following me for the next 14 years oh and God. like we still email <laughs> yeah and um that's a good doctor no oh. he was the best honestly and like was super patient with me and my family and really heard me when i said you know like this medication isn't working mm-hmm. or i don't want to try that or he yeah. like really heard me which and is kind of sick rare. kids is amazing for that too <laughs> yeah. because you know there's a, they're a children's hospital and like they put a huge emphasis on like 
you have to speak up and yeah yeah they teach you how to advocate for yourself right yeah. and say it like so at we such a young age for 14 years because it was it's a children's hospital right so you can't yeah like, once point, i turned 18 years old kind of like okay. kind of thing yeah, like yeah. you know and actually i ended up going there a little bit beyond that you know once you kind of reach adulthood they're like okay we're gonna pawn you off now or you know you're gonna go to our friend london and you're gonna go see the head of rheumatology there okay. and i've been with her for um the last several years yeah and she's awesome and she really knows what she's doing good there's not too much that they do for me these days yeah yeah okay wait so yeah as for as long as i've known you until like yesterday or today when we had this conversation <laughs> you have been um diagnosed with lupus right and I'm making air quotes because yeah, yeah. i know <laughs> semi of it's a story loosely, that like, yeah. it's a loose term that they've used and they've treated you for yeah. lupus but you don't yeah. necessarily have lupus give me that rundown yeah okay so basically around that same time when I started going to sick kids like they started putting all these symptoms together and like I said we were putting all these like weird things that had just always kind of been happening to me since I was a kid together I have this condition called Raynaud's phenomenon in my fingers and in my toes so okay. like the capillaries that are supposed to open blood and re- open and release blood and you know when you get cold mine don't function properly so they kind of just like drain of blood and they look like really white and it kind of feels like temporary frostbite when I'm a kid and I would like jump into the pool I'd get out and I'd be like walking on my heels and I wouldn't be able to explain why I just can't walk on my toes and we find out Whoa. like all of this like actually you still have means those something sem- like those yeah symptoms. yeah what? yeah like below a certain temperature and every time I go to the hospital they ask you you know do your fingers go from purple to white to red or do they go you know like what is the transition because Whoa. And it's like, oh, uh, I don't know. Like, I just get really cold. And then yeah, you're like, everything stops working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, I'm a kid. My mom rushes me inside and rushes and puts my hands under hot water and it burns. And like, we find out now, like, there's yeah. reasons for that. And there's actually things like ways to like, just gradually bring it back. Okay. And, okay. And that like, was one yeah, symptom and there's just of... one symptom of, right? And then um, the alopecia started. Okay. And like, that was something that started, I think, while we were looking into everything at the hospital. It wasn't something that happened before like it wasn't a reason that we like started looking into all this it was something that happened like during the time that we were like looking through all of this okay for those that don't know what alopecia is alopecia is just like a general term that they use to describe like hair loss and there's different types of alopecia like some that relate to dermatology some that relate to like um like dermatology would be like a skin condition or something like that there's like there's several types i have alopecia areata which is just Honestly, it's just a fancy word for unexplained hair loss. Unexplained hair yeah, loss. Yeah, like they okay. don't, they can't no, explain it. Yeah, that? Oh, yeah. Thanks. And like for their, as for their question, or as for my question of like when it's gonna come back or anything like that, right. and they're like, it'll come back when it's ready to come back. Oh, I'm okay, like, thanks. Okay, <laughs> that's cool. Like, yeah. So, I'm bald, and that's been a journey. In of itself, itself. Yeah. exactly yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah talk about that too yeah for sure talk but, about uh, like you always explain to me it as like this tree yeah like and lo- you have like you have, if you have five five consistent symptoms at a it's time it's not so like r- yeah like that okay. but yeah rheumatology they, they describe it to you at the hospital like such a tr- like a broad tree and it has many leaves and many branches and there's just a thousand ways that it can go the difference between these illnesses is like minute and um it's really hard to like put your finger on it okay. i feel like especially in rheumatology yeah and um yeah so they followed me for like lupus in the beginning they put together this the Raynaud's phenomenon and the proteinuria and the alopecia and the seizures mm-hmm. and the blood work where my 
white blood cells were just crazy out of control. And just that what does, this, that, what does that do? Is that what makes you tired? Like, is that, the, that's like, so my white blood cells are kind of like, lesson. I know. Yeah. I'm not a science kid. My white blood cells, like in the simplest terms, just yeah. can't tell the difference between like a disease or an infection, like a cold or a flu or an organ, Ooh. your heart, your liver, your kidneys, your lungs. It honestly believes like kind of everything's foreign. It's the wow. body's attack on itself. So, yeah, that's exactly. That's like what an autoimmune disorder is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Most of them. Like, okay. yeah, it's, that's, you know, there's there's an overactive immune system. There's an underactive Under, okay. immune system. Okay. Like, there's different aspects of it. But for me, why white blood cells are just, like, crazy in, like, high alert all the time. Okay. And there's, like, no reason for it. Yeah. And there's no explanation for it. Is it hereditary? I can be, but okay. they think I got it, like, environmentally, they say. And that's honestly just, it, it's so broad. It, it's, like, it could have been that summer that I spent all the whole time out in the sun and because UV is a huge and if not the number one trigger for um, lupus and it just raises your white blood cell count and it could have been like that summer that you know when my hair started falling out like it was just my white blood cells were so high that now it's affecting things like outside of my body wow that's crazy yeah and so so they treated you for lupus so yeah they've been like quite some time forever and honestly i think that they still think that they're treating me for lupus but i don't believe it (laughs) i you know i'm the one in my body and i know and like i'm the one that lives it and it's it's you kind of read things and you go through things and i'm like the reading never ends the harvard medical journal entries never end like i never stop looking for information like and all the time i'm finding new conditions that they're recognizing as real conditions and that are getting closer and closer and closer to what my life is like every day and um a lot a lot of these illnesses start out with a misdiagnosis from like you know lupus ms Mm -hmm. and you know no we think it's this it's like that tree and those branches and it's like you might get on the right branch but it might take you years because you know yeah you're waiting to get a couple more symptoms to help you even further narrow it down and so far we're just here yeah how is that like growing up being like i have a big question mark on my health yeah (laughs) um it's weird i didn't have too much of a say in my health care growing up Mm -hmm. and um now it, now I like I feel like I'm the biggest person to to tell you like yeah. even if you're 12 years old or if you're 15 years old you know how you feel you mm-hmm. know when you hurt speak up about it for sure and yeah. like definitely took a lot of medication growing up that I didn't want to and did um, you know like you didn't want like are you saying like looking I, back you probably no never, like, like I knew, knew then, at the time like, that you were no, like no I knew then like at the kitchen counter like yeah I don't want to take this yeah and you know my parents god bless them mm-hmm. like you know they did absolutely the best that they could yeah and you listen to these doctors and you just you know you yeah. put so much faith in them yep. and you know in the modern medical system and modern and medicine not, yeah. and pharmaceuticals and you know holding on to this pill being like Hopefully this pill is what cures yeah, her, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and it's not like, like, it's so much years than ago. that. Now it's, now it's a little bit more open where like, oh there's yeah, more options or there's like, alternative know more med- about it. Yeah. medicine now, yeah. there's Back internists then, like... and naturalists and holistic doctors yeah. and like people exploring like what endocannabinoids will do to your system. Right. And yeah. Like, have you dabbled into that stuff? Absolutely. I all of it. Like, you. I mean, I'm sure you have, I know you Yeah. <laughs> like I'm a huge advocate for anybody that's in pain and it doesn't want to resort to pharmaceuticals because that was my life for years I dealt with the symptoms so heavily to the point where like the symptoms for me were worse than what I was going through like and I didn't and I couldn't understand why I was 
still on this medication, you that know? That was making you feel shittier. Yeah, that was, like, making so many other problems. Yeah, and like, what other problems were coming affecting with, like, with having... my diet and affecting my sex drive. And now yeah. I'm, like, 200 pounds heavier and um i've got cystic acne covering every inch of my body and i'm like moody and i'm angry and i'm not an angry person yeah (laughs) and i'm all i'm like unfamiliar to myself you know Mm -hmm. i feel like clouded and i feel like like a zombie and it's like not even fun at all no and it's it's like 10 times worse than just what the illness is in itself yeah i swear yeah that was like i moved out of my parents house i think maybe and i was like um, 18 or 19 years old and that was like the beginning of the journey for me like right away I called mm-hmm. my doctors and I was like just so you know I'm gonna be stopping all my medications I set up an Whoa. appointment in three months to okay. meet with you guys we're gonna be handling this differently and wow. we're gonna be doing this like my way kind what of thing did they, say? <laughs> they were not in support of at all they were like really nervous because okay. I wasn't really doing my best and I didn't really have a hold on the stress and I didn't really have like the tools to deal with that yet either. And like the stress was a really big part of it for me. For me, if I think about something long enough to the point where like I stress about it, I'm probably going to make myself sick. Yeah. Thought stopping is huge. What's thought stopping? Thought stopping. I feel I like I need this. I feel like what you're about <laughs> yeah. to explain. I'm I feel like go, so oh, many man, people need this. need this. Because I went to, uh, I met this counselor so long ago and she's still, she has such a big impact on my life. She's here in the city. Okay. Actually. Okay. Um, she worked with me when I was like a young woman and obviously like we all we're all going through things and yeah. you know I thought it would be a good idea to see a counselor and she just taught me this tool and it was she said you have to practice thought stopping and like sometimes we are not our biggest advocates mm-hmm. and sometimes we are the mean girls and sometimes we are the hardest critics yeah. and it's important to realize when we're being like unnecessarily hard on ourselves or And you just practice thought stopping and like immediately either pick something else up, just jump your train of thought, I feel like. And it sounds so ridiculous, but it's so easy and it's like so effective. And for me, it's flipping upside down and getting up in like a (laughs) yoga pose and being like, life is good. (laughs) This is fine. Everything's fine. fine. Yeah. But it feels like even sometimes when you give something like a term like thought stopping. Yeah. It's like. You give it an existence. You give it like a power. You give it like absolutely. Then it's easier to be like. It's now a tool. That's a legitimate tool. I love that's like the coolest thing about doing the podcast and something that the reason I wanted to do the podcast and have the stuff is like to give people listening that are struggling with whatever it may be like literal tools like literal things that you can make here this will like make your life slightly better maybe today maybe in a year from now like things that people can like apply because i feel like we are we're always like you know just you know just yeah just go with the flow everyone you should be happy and it's like well i'm not (laughs) well it doesn't feel that way yeah yeah Yeah. i know and i still have like friends that come up to me all the time and like talk to me about like i still do that and i'm like do you i actually love that yeah that's good good. yeah no so we get to spread your message like even further now my message (sighs) it's so funny to hear you say that it's like (laughs) you know what's really cool is that like having in our close group of friends like in my close like circle like sitting down and like doing this part of my life with you is really fucking cool because it often feels like two separate wonderful parts of my life. Of course, but it doesn't oops, doesn't often like, cross paths, yeah, which course. is really fucking cool. And you know, I was thinking here. that today. Honestly, I was on your Instagram, and honestly, I was just reading a couple of like messages that you left behind, and yeah. maybe something I missed. Um, and honestly, I was just looking at the podcast with Sarah and you know what it's like you're mentioning oh this is my childhood friend and then I listen to the podcast with Shelly and you say Shelly's known me since birth and (laughs) and I'm just like I'm so 
you know, I'm so not surprised. I think it says way more about you that oh, these right? are the people that you grew up and held yeah. on to, you know? Like, yes. I don't know. We were like, and that's even the cooler thing when people are like, oh, what's the podcast about? Or like, what's the topic that you talk about? And I'm always like, uh, blah, blah, blah. I don't Life. know. We talk about like a lot of things, just motivational and stuff. But I then like, as I like think about it more, I just continue to realize like everybody has a story worth telling. Yeah, like it's not way. about science or an artsy person or you know this that or the other thing it's just like everyone's totally. story can who help is anybody to you know other. what I mean yeah exactly like, like connecting I'm we're all just people so and like yeah exactly <laughs> anyways we got off track um okay what um I wanted to talk to you about shaving your head okay yeah yeah because I would we were like we did a photo shoot after oh my god yeah but I was gonna I wanted... totally like prepare to talk about that yeah. photo shoot today because I wanted yes, to bring that up yes. okay but yeah um what was okay. that like how did you so know you want to shave your from head? the time yeah. I was like how did I even like first lose my hair? Um, I was yeah, in, the alopecia. You had yeah, the alopecia. yeah, I had the alopecia, and I was like in the shower one time. Actually, it was like my, it was after my third. Um, when you're 13, you do your like grade eight graduation, yep. and it was after like my graduation, and I was taking a shower, and like I just ran my hand through my hair, and like holy, like my whole hand was full of hair. I was like, oh my god immediately called my mom downstairs yeah. and she's like looking through all the bottles thinking there's like nair yeah. or something yeah. she like we used something yeah. i wasn't supposed to or i'm allergic to something yeah. and yeah. we grabbed the bottle because we're like oh my god we had like yeah. no idea at this point that like this was gonna happen or this, like, was, this was even diagnosed with alopecia yeah like this was like wasn't even happening yet and then yeah in the midst of us trying to like figure out like what else was going on with me but like this was brand new yeah so we ended up just telling them it was a symptom and they were like, yeah, like, I'm sorry. Like, this is something that happens. It doesn't happen to every patient mm-hmm. and it doesn't last forever. Yeah. But, and it wasn't all of it either. It was like uh, a circle in the back and a circle on the side mm-hmm. and forever. Um, till I, from the time I was like 13 until the time I think I was out of high school, yeah. I did um, these steroid injections, okay. which... I don't know how I feel about them now. That Into I'm your little, head? Yeah. So I would, like, lay on a table, and then they would put, like, maybe, like, 100 or, like, 60 to 100 needles what? in, like, a grid area to where, like, my bald spots were. Okay. And then, like, the next month when I would go, it would be, like, it would help it grow, and the next month I would go, and there would be, like, an inch of hair where that patch was, but there would be, like, two more patches on the other side. So, like, we played that game for, like a long time that's like gotta be like my heart just like dropped yeah like I look back on it now and that was one of those things that like as soon as I kind of became like my own independent medical healthcare professional that was like the first thing that went that it just didn't feel right you know what I mean like for me aesthetics wasn't worth that right and I did that every month for like I don't know like six or seven years so yeah like it just like I don't know that's a long process. Yeah, it was. To be, like, feel like you're constantly catching up to something. Yeah, it was. And I and it obviously caught up. And, and like, like you're saying, like, I got tired of that really yeah. fast. And yeah. when I finally, like, moved out on my own, um, hmm, how, was it, how was it even happening? I had stopped the shots, and I was kind of just, like, parting it different ways, trying to, like, kind of get it to work. But mm-hmm. it was, like, really falling out. Yeah. Like, I had lost yeah. almost 70% of it, and I was, like, doing a comb-over thing. and. Yeah. Basically, me and my sister had this agreement from, like, childhood where, you know, if it ever started to, like, affect me in the way that I acted, just to come, like, let – come and tell me about it. Yeah. And, yeah, she showed up at my door one time 
after I moved out with like a razor in her hand and I was like no and she was like yeah oh, got chills. oh god she was like yeah it's time and yeah. I was like oh no so we sat in the bathroom and did that and she joked with me the whole time and... were you crying or were you like nerve like do you remember that moment of course like, it was it's oh, crystal god, no. it's crystal clear I remember the jokes she made about like leaving Classic a little Kelsey. yeah me leaving a little spot in the back and like she's like yeah it is classic Kelsey my sister has like been there since day one like when I couldn't get out of bed for like 12 hours she was the one like laying next to me bringing me food and face cloths and crosswords and like she was she was it growing up like she took care of me for sure and um, I love you Kelsey (laughs) and yeah so she came over with this with the razor and we it was more like a hysterical thing I kind of think we weren't so like cryy it wasn't so emotional because that's not who we are really we we have had way too much happen like we laugh at everything and we're giggling the whole time and yeah and forever I think like I felt it felt good but forever I think it took me a while to like come to terms with that too like only just in the last couple years have I actually like been going out and working and like just living my life like the way I look without like putting a wig on or putting a scarf on forever I thought I needed to kind of like yeah like yeah. I didn't just wasn't ready for everyone's comments yeah. and How I mean I'm still been? not yeah. ready when yeah. it happens please tell people what that what that is like because oh I mean, my we god talk right? about, like, stories all we time, but, like, I could write a book I don't think people like I know that I don't didn't realize understand like, you kind of assume certain things <clears throat> totally you don't assume other things no totally yeah I know some people are pretty taken back because a lot of people like to talk to me and tell me how they feel about my baldness yeah and I mean it comes from a million different places and as an adult I realize that you know what I mean as an angry teenager I walked around with like this mean mug and had my headphones in and was like don't talk to me at the supermarket yeah like I just want to go out I just want to get a burger I don't want some form of charity or like yeah like I'm just a normal girl (laughs) like (laughs) you know and yeah like people come up to me all the time and like like I said it's it's motivated from a hundred different places like I've talked to people who have lost children to cancer because a lot of people confuse like and see me and confuse it with cancer like it's a huge like it's a huge epidemic that takes over like of this whole entire I swear not just this country but this whole entire world and like there's a big association with like being bald and going through chemotherapy yeah Yeah, exactly so you know you you get people who have gone through chemotherapy who like feel like they want to relate to you and then you have people who have lost children to cancer who like just want to talk to you and then you have like the religious people I feel like who like want to ask me if like I found Jesus yet and like if that's helped me and like I have like oh I have like a whole shoebox full of like cds testimonials that like people have given me on the street what no i I can't explain it like people buy my coffees at tim hortons which i mean thank you like i'm a big one i always pass it on but um yeah how was your like react like you were saying like you used to be like an angry teenager like how is yeah it's not a perfect practice either but like because some people are so like some people can be arrogant about it and like if you come up to me with a certain energy um i match energy so i'm just gonna give that right back to you like you know if you're like how long do you have? Like, I'm going to give that right back to you. Like, and you're not going to like it. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm six foot and yeah. I'm bald. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I have no problem speaking up for myself and others. Yeah. So like, if, you know, in a couple of times people have to do say stupid stuff, I'm going to let yeah. them know yeah. so that like the next person doesn't have to deal, deal with, with it. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Oh my gosh. But yeah, it's interesting. Like I said, people like will come to me at like McDonald's or people will come to me on walks or like... I don't know. You don't believe it until you're, like, part of it. You know? You don't believe, like, people would point at you or you you wouldn't believe it until you're standing there and then, like, my best friends are like, 
is this real? What just you happened? Know, teach your kids how to, how to raise your kids. Yeah. Do somebody teach you how to raise your kids. And yeah. I'm like, it's chill, like, relax. Like, not everybody. Yeah. I know there's been a hundred moments where like parents like scream at their kids for staring at me and like honestly it's bold but sometimes I interject and I'm just like there's a moment here where this child's seeing something that they have never seen before and I don't think you should scream at them yeah I think that maybe I should like introduce myself and you can see I'm just like normal and I'm a nice lady and this is how we like teach people to be like tolerant and not come up to me in the middle of the store and say like single me out because I'm different yeah you know what I mean? Like, that's its own form of, like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's a whole process bias, right? Like, yeah, yeah. So. Especially with little kids, because they, they truly, like... They kids are honestly know, the right? best about it, I swear to God. Really? It's well, the adults. Well, that makes sense, yeah, because It's kids, the adults yeah. that are just the, the ones that, like, send me home shaking my head, or, like, sometimes people do say stuff, and it brings me to tears, because yeah. it's so awful, and I don't understand how someone could say something like that to you know a young woman who obviously appears like she's like going through something clearly like but they do and they say stupid stuff and guys say stupid stuff and women say the wrong thing and people get awkward like I feel like I have this I don't know if it's a benefit of like (laughs) seeing people at like this vulnerable with this vulnerability Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like I get to see how you're you're gonna deal with the difference in the world yeah and see how you handle the different yeah yeah that's a crazy kind of like, like yeah, um, it's exhausting. To carry with it's with it's you. exhausting, honestly. Sometimes being like an advocate for like yeah. being different. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Do you also enjoy that? Sometimes? Yeah, I think sometimes like I am who I am, and yeah. I did what I did, and I've gone through what I've gone through. Yeah. For that reason. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. like for a greater reason, you know, yeah. like I'm in school for, well, I'm going to school for nursing, and like I just feel like none of that would have happened without like me being in the healthcare system and meeting a hundred thousand nurses and having like an exact idea of who I wanted to be going forward and like who I wanted to be for me when I was that age you know what I mean yeah when I grew up I never saw like even a picture of a bald girl or a bald woman and I like I don't know I didn't see any adults that were bald and it was really hard to fathom that things were going to be okay because you don't have the perspective. Yeah, you yeah. don't, you haven't seen anybody grew up and like was yeah. okay and yeah. turned out okay yeah. and is working and is, yeah. is, is and functioning. Do. Like right now there's like more. Yeah, like, they're, they're, see, they're like, definitely see, like, like what, um, the bald movement. I follow them. You, the baldy like, movement. The baldy movement. Yes, yes. Of course. So like I started following them after you totally. had told me about it and you were like, yeah. And they feature and women all the time yeah. from all over the States. And like, like, that's so, that's so yeah, cool. And we connect through that way too. Yeah. And yeah, like kind of on the low key, like want to open up a chapter here in Windsor because yeah. like I said, like you don't, you don't know until you put that out there, yeah. you know. And find that community. Yeah, and you know what I mean? They live next thing. door to you. Like, I live next door. So, I mean, there's got to be other yeah. bald chicks around. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's, Windsor? Yeah, and then there's girls that just, like, also see me and then, like, shave their head, which is really yep. cool. And I've had girlfriends do that growing up. Yep. I don't remember Jade Benito. She like, shaved her head? She didn't shave her head, but she, like, shaved up the back and got, oh, like, a yeah. really, really small bob yeah, cut yeah, yeah, and, yeah. like, held my hand the whole time. Aww. Like, she's an angel. Aw. Yeah. Shout out, Jade. I know, yeah. We still talk. So. What would you, like, what would you want to say to someone who, like, is in that line of, like, 
maybe they're going to be bald one day. Yeah, there are so many women, I feel like, way more women than women who are bald, I feel like, are women who are suffering from alopecia and, like, not hiding under a wig, but, like, are not comfortable to, like, come out yet and deal with the comments and be singled out in line and, um, you know what I mean? Or, like, come out at work and, like, it's hard, it's hard at work, you know, yeah. for sure, like, when you're dealing with strangers, and, you know, if you work in customer service, and you're just dealing with strangers all day, and they're yep. like, is that a wig? And they're, like, <laughs> so awkward about it. Yeah, I like pink. Bro. <laughs> yes, it is. It is pink, and it is fabulous. Yes, I know, like, uh, now, yeah, I'll be like, yeah, what's yours made of? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Like, they're like oh i just like make it i just make it more awkward i don't even know how to explain it i don't even i'm never really prepared like i said yeah but for anybody that like isn't really sure like it was way harder hiding than it was just like being myself interesting it was so much work to wake up in the morning and when i had alopecia and go through my scalp and paint the white parts brown so that if, you know, the wig moved, it wouldn't be, like, super obvious and then put a bandana on top of that and then not move for eight hours and be hot and sweaty and itchy and it not sit right and it not look right and or whatever problems I had that day or through high school. Yeah. I had girls, and you know, you can hear them, like, see, I told you it wasn't real, you know what I mean? And just, like, you're, it's going to happen. There's going to be those people that... I don't know if they weren't raised right or they just haven't been, like, subjected to enough, like, right. the, of life yet. It's an ignorance. Yeah, like, like, if you haven't just... understanding. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, like, I definitely take every... I appreciate every moment growing up, but it was hard growing up in the county, I feel like, where I feel like everybody had these, like, cookie-cutter lives where, you know, our parents all worked at the same places and Mm -hmm. you know we all lived in the same kind of neighborhood and you know we had our friends who had struggled with things growing up like diabetes and stuff Mm -hmm. like that but nothing where anybody had to be like compassionate or empathetic you know Mm -hmm. what I mean where I feel like in the city it's kind of a little bit more different I don't know how to explain that but I just find that once you moved like yeah like once I'm good out and I like tell people kind of like about what happened people will be like that would have never happened where I went to school like there was so much like people were going through so much as it was like nobody would have you know what I mean but like I found like we all had these like kind of sheltered lives lives. yeah Yeah, exactly I I talked about that I think I know you're talking about like Growing up at St. Joe's, even just going into high school, yeah, from and St. Villanova, Joe's, yeah, exactly, and realizing how sheltered we were at St. Yeah, Joe's exactly. with like your very innocent kids, and then you go to high school and people are like, "Blow job this," and, <laughs> and we're all like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember that like revelation of being like, "Oh, yeah, we had definitely had like a like that cookie cutter." Yeah. Like it was definitely just really hard. Like just how I wasn't really like, cool with it growing up. Yeah. So it was hard, I feel yeah. like, for other people to be okay with it. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I was super, like, secretive and Heidi and, yeah. like, missing from school all the time, but, like, didn't, like, feel like anybody would understand and didn't want to be different yeah. and, like, didn't put that on blast where yeah. I feel like if I could go back now, I'd be like, I'm sick, am. I'm bald, come <laughs> love me, like, you know? like, and I'm, But I feel like when you're young like that, you don't have the confidence... Oh, not even, like, you're just, like, becoming a woman, you don't even know if you're pretty, like, you're, like, (laughs) oh my god, like, I already hate all these things about me, and now, like, I have this huge thing missing that all these other girls have this beautiful long hair and eyebrows and eyelashes, and I'm just, like, this alien now, Yeah, and that's how it felt, like. How did you go from 
Because you wore wigs for a while. Years. Like, I was so uncomfortable. Like, um... Was there, like, a breaking point where you're like, fuck this? Or was it kind of, like, transitional to being like, I need to get okay with not doing it this? It wasn't even voluntary, honestly. Because I worked at a car dealership. And I was the receptionist there. And, like, basically dealt with everybody. And, like, yeah. I wore hair every day to that job. Okay. Like, I worked there for, like, a year, I think. It was, like, a little stint. But I wore hair every day to that job. Yeah. And, like, went with this is who I am. Yeah. And then when I stopped working there and I started working at Chrysler. Mm. And I started working midnights in a factory. And to me it was, like, I'm not going to wear hair in a factory. Yeah. Like, it's a factory. Yeah. Like, you have no idea how gross it is in there. Yeah. And, um, like, yeah, yeah like, I'm not gonna, like, wear my nice, these were, like, my nice wigs right, in right. this factory to right. be sweating and working and crawling in and out of vans and put a hard cap on and yeah. then put a wig on top of that. Like, no. it would be so itchy and gross and yeah. hot. And no. So I actually went to the interview to Chrysler, just bald and, like, dropped jokes about how I'm not even a liability because I can't have my hair caught and stuff. And, like, they loved it, you know? Like, you just... <laughs> have to be comfortable with it and yeah. like I feel like when I meet new people too I'm always like just drop a joke here or there and like let you know yeah I'm okay, okay with it it's cool we talk yeah. about it yeah we're okay with it yeah. we say nice things about it yeah if you're not gonna be nice you're gonna know <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. you're gonna hear about it yeah how was working in a fucking factory and um, dealing with all the men that work around you oh my god like yeah it's like 10 to 1 there's so many old dudes um <laughs> and they're like I said they grew up in that building and sometimes yeah. they don't know anything outside of that building, right. and they say they're dumb shit, too. Yeah. You know, just like everybody else. Yeah. And, but um, you stay, like you say, you've been working there for a long time. Yeah, so a couple like, years, yeah. Everybody's, like, cool with it. Like, yeah. I feel like if you're cool with it, people will be cool with it. And, right. like, I'm cool with the right people, too, where, like, if anybody wasn't cool with it, like... You, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know. And, like, and I'm like that, too. Like, the moment you, like, say something that, like, crosses a line for me... I'm going to let you know, yeah. or I'm going to whip you in and throw you in the pool or something stupid. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're going to know. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Well, good old Chrysler. So you've been working midnights for... Yeah, a couple years. It was a big decision, because even before I worked Chrysler, I worked midnights um, at another factory just for, like, a little bit of time in between to get the experience I needed. Okay. And, um, yeah, it was a big decision, because there were only two shifts you could go into. There was swing shift, which is two weeks of afternoons and two weeks of days. And that's in every two weeks, and it alternates. Yeah. Or it was midnights, and yeah. steady midnights. Yeah. And so right away I opted for whatever was steady, because right. as routine. any type of, like, yeah, rheumatology patient, yes. like, r routine is absolutely everything. Like, yeah. wake up, like, just eat your foods consistently, like, take your pills at the same time, and drink your water at the same time, yeah. and, like, go to but sleep, I, and... I feel like working midnights is, like, the most unroutine no, thing until actually, you get into it that was, routine. It was, like, so intentional. Like, it was the job. The job was going to let me go home at 7 o'clock every morning. Right. And from 7 o'clock in the morning until 11 o'clock at night, just moderate whatever I needed with zero interruptions. Right. So whether I need to come home and I need to sleep for the first eight or ten hours yeah. or whether I need to come home and eat or mm -hmm. whether I need to come home and go to an appointment yeah or whether I need to come home and I need to stretch which mm -hmm. is like huge in what I do yeah and how I feel good yeah and how I keep feeling good yeah tomorrow like I never stretch for today yeah I'm always stretching for, for tomorrow, tomorrow to yeah. feel good tomorrow yeah because that's really what it that's like a mindset you have to like you get into as like being someone that like 
is so oh, yeah. easily affected there by are the environment so many or food things. or your oh, illness food. in general. Is like because I know you obviously you, you grew up as a dancer. Yep. And now you're heavily into yoga. Every time we're uh, like hanging out at Shelby's house, I like walk in the door and she's upside down with her legs touch or her feet. You're probably <laughs> touching the ceiling because you're always you're so fucking tall. I know. <laughs> um, but like we're just like hanging out, dancing, moving around, and you're like in the splits randomly. I'm like, how? Did yeah. You? And a bunch of bruises always. Just yeah. Because you just are always moving. Yeah, I love to like activity is everything. Yeah. And like even every time I like go to my appointments, they're just like whatever you're doing just keep doing it are you on any medication no. right now no because we talked we started we got yeah yeah we, we started talking about like modern medicine there yeah, and then, yeah. no That's i'm not happens. on any medications okay. right now like i said when i moved out of my parents house i was like i'm done with all that crap yeah it just like makes me feel like crap my body's like addicted to it it's like overproducing things it's underproducing things it's supposed to it doesn't feel right yeah so then like right away i just turned to like food exercise and diet which i mean is just like so underrated yeah like so underrated i talked to so many women across the entire like globe who literally moderate like everything that they do off of like their food their diet their gut and like i feel like what you put into your body you know yeah i just watched a documentary it's an ms documentary fuck what is it called anyway long story short it was it's kind of about that same thing that this guy's advocating like it's food, yeah. diet, lifestyle. Yeah. It's like these medications are, are putting people that have MS far worse. Farther behind. No, and I agree. than people that, no. you know, we can be moderate. And no, it's not going to cure your disease, but you're going to be able to manage and cope and deal no, with exactly. it. exactly. easier. And you know what? Better. Like, it was way worse when I was on medication. Yeah. Like, things are so much better now. Yeah. I'm still in pain. I'm still sick. I still eat things and my body's still like, no no Mm -hmm. but like it's always a process and like i write that down and i can include that i have tons of books um the paleo way my sister's always pushing a plant like sufficient diet on me because like i find a lot of the women who i do talk to that do have a lot of success and have this hair now and are carrying healthy babies and it's all plant-based interesting I think, like I said, I do my own, like, medical research, and I think for myself, a lot of my problems come from, like, a leaky gut, and I think a lot of people's problems come from that, and they don't even realize, like, and depending on, like, where it's leaking, like, towards the spine or towards different parts of your body, it causes, like, Crohn's and colitis and different things that we don't even realize. This is silly, but I didn't even, so I've heard the term leaky gut before, I didn't realize that it actually meant like it's literally leaking yeah i did not realize literally like like there are so many problems that like stem from having a leaky gut and so many problems that are worsened by having a leaky gut and um yeah there's like i said they're coming uh, all the time out with um just validating yeah, more, These, more, yeah more and more like more and more science and Proof. yeah exactly <laughs> things that you I'm looking into <laughs> yeah like I'm looking into stuff all the time and looking for answers all the time and trying to find people all the time like mm-hmm. me who are like misdiagnosed yeah. and who are having success now and it's not because they took all the pills that they were supposed to and they swallowed them with water mm-hmm. or whatever it was it's because the you know kind of turned around and was like something else needs to work for me yeah this isn't working for me like like I said about like the weed like it was a huge that was a big deal because I hadn't smoked it in my whole life never yeah. touched in high school wasn't interested in it yeah like super straight edge I don't yeah. drink and I just like was not interested in it yeah but honestly I think it saved my life 
Like it's stupid and it's, it so sounds crazy. stupid because no, it's it, the simplest of all of the th- options that they've ever given to me. But it only sounds stupid because society has made it sound because stupid. They've because they've literally put allowed. such a stigma on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know. And yeah. like, you're such a loser. And if, if you like smoke pot or whatever, and it's not even, um, I'm like beyond smoking at this point. Like now I'm finding ways to eat it. And, um, I'm working with people who like break it down into like a concentrate for me and play with the levels of CBD and C- THC and yeah. we get it right. And, you know, I put a little bit on my lip before I go to sleep and like, there's, there's ways to go about it. I don't know if if anybody out there is like kind of curious about the effects of like endocannabinoids and on the on the system and on the body and there's a really awesome documentary that just came out on netflix called weed the people okay and basically they follow a bunch of different kids um some people have these like um tumors some kids are like just babies and um like they They follow all these cases and they actually these parents are at a point where like they're not going to survive another round of chemotherapy right they're not going to survive another surgery another transplant and this is where they turn around and they go and they look for alternative medicine and they like look for the effects okay of the effects on weed and like yeah and i'm like 100 in support 100 in support of it and like well you see it every day you see that you're doing it yourself right yeah exactly like i'm micro dosing every day like i understand like what i need and when i need it and Mm -hmm. it's just like my mom has a little bit of a hard time with it for sure you know like your parents you know generational right? yeah it's generational it's propaganda yeah, and like all the these like weirdest most fucked up thing to me is that people can be against someone smoking f- weed but drinking alcohol is totally fine no and that yeah. and it's it, that is like the most distinct line of what you're told versus fact i feel like it honestly <laughs> like, for for and for them too i feel like it it's, it's even simpler beyond that here's something that helps your child yes. not be in pain yeah yeah it doesn't hurt them in any way. Yeah. They can't overdose on it. Here's something that's gonna they're using to treat tumors and cancers and people have no answers for me. Yeah. Doctors don't have answers for me. Like other than to just okay, blanket diagnose me and be like, Oh, you have symptoms one through five. Okay, we're gonna try you on pill A, cream B and um shots C yeah. and then if that doesn't work we're gonna put you on uh, something else and it's like I got tired of being a guinea pig yeah. and mm, mm, I couldn't work and I couldn't I didn't feel good and like my relationships with my life were suffering because I couldn't even leave my bedroom yeah. and yeah weed has been what has like literally freed me from everything like when I can't sleep and it's going on eight hours and I can't sleep I will grab a little bit of like terpenes or something like that and like oh i'm sleeping for 18 hours after and i wake up feeling like a million dollars and i can't get that on my own like my body won't let me have that on my own right it won't it won't let me rest like that yeah so if if i can't eat or i'm puking or there's so many things yeah that it does and i like have it in so many different forms yeah i'm always looking online and at different companies like called cured they're from colorado they make like amazing capsules and okay for your joints and for like arthritis and yeah. stuff like because that there's certain which, things that work for like different yeah. symptoms like and different like different strands in. you really have to ask like what you what you're looking for out of what you're looking for like what kind of symptom relief right. you're looking for it's not just like a general thing like right. if they get it's down to like, like you have a real science here. of it <laughs> yeah smoke a joint and i'm like no there's options there's different things people are like pulling it apart and extracting things and taking the good stuff out of it every day and figuring out how to help people did you see that um side note sorry this is no right now, but that um california legalized psilocybin 
I have to look. I'm not on that. Of course, Joe Rogan shares it. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh my god, that's crazy because that's just like that's the next shift. We thought, you know, yeah. Well, they're using mushrooms to to treat like PTSD and like all of these crazy things it's so wild even um there's another i know i'm like obsessed with documentaries but like i said i'm like information hungry like i'm always trying to like just find out who has my answer yeah that's what i mean when you when you're sick and you have so many questions it never ends it never ends you're always like and then you like think you have a diagnosis or you think you have something right and then you're like then your elbow feels weird or like you have this weird pain and like you're like you know as a sick kid like nothing is nothing especially when you're sick like if your leg hurts and like okay, like, you're, something's wrong, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, like, you know. You get used to being, like, these are, I know how this food makes me feel, yeah, and what I'm gonna get after this, yeah, and, and how long, and, yeah, stress, like, my, my, I, oh, it's been the, the weirdest thing about, like, what I've gone through, and, and I think, like, a lot of people with any autoimmune disease can relate to this, maybe, maybe not, I don't know, I'm not a doctor, let's hear it, is, like, <laughs> when I get, like, emotionally triggered, like, when I get sad, or when I get angry, or if I get excited like I'm okay, on I, the other end on okay. the other end I feel it physically I feel Absolutely. pain or I get sick yeah and I'm like I I have to like try and maintain this like oh yeah because I'm an easily excitable person and Shelly said that too <gasps> right like yeah. she's so yeah. used to like being on being out doing all this and yeah. like yeah no I'm totally with you on that like if Everything that's takes, like, some level of, like, planning, you know? Yes. Like, if yep. I want to go to Cedar Point, like, that's a really big day for me. Yeah. Like, to be out in the sun, yeah. to be walking, to not have, like, Adrenaline my bed, going. my food, like, my things, mm-hmm. and, and just, like, that I need when I go places, like she's saying, like Shelly was saying, and just, like, yeah, that's a really big day. And then to, like, ride rides and, like, get excited and have my adrenaline going and, yep. like... And it's, like, yeah, like, for the next two or three days, like, you'll find me, like, in the basement, in the dark, yep. like, kind of going through a migraine. Yeah, yeah, like, kind of coming back down to, like, a normal level and yeah. eating, like, slowly eating the things I'm supposed to eat because mm-hmm. I had a huge slush yesterday and, yep. like, yeah. I definitely. Definitely. And then when I'm in, also, like you said, like, when I'm in periods of, like, super sadness, I find, like, my illness just, like, drops me further and further yeah. into that. And yep. it's, like, yeah, totally. No. And it's, like, it takes a couple of days to, like, break it and get outside. Yep. And you're, like, yep. yeah, I'm fine. Okay. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> I just forgot for a while. I just forgot. I'm fine. I'm just not just stay here for a while. I get mad. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. Yep. And then you shift back. Yeah. It yeah. definitely takes, like, maintaining, like, a certain level of like calmness and yeah. like like i said like which is yoga thought stopping is so pro- part of that for me yeah yeah the thought stopping 100 percent is part of you like find, staying like, calm helps. instead of being like oh my god in six months this is gonna happen <laughs> and then like stressing myself out on a tuesday about what's gonna happen in september yeah of next year yeah. you know yeah. what i mean like um picturing a test and i'm like worried about my boards and like okay that's like four years away like you're stressing yourself out on a tuesday night and you have to work tonight yeah. so not happening thought stopping yeah we're going to do some yoga yeah. and, you know what i mean <laughs> I want to talk um, about you becoming a nurse and going to school for nursing. Cool. Because, like, that's, like, full circle. No, it is. I, I know. It feels it feels a little cliche. But at the same time, like, I'm so excited to get back and, like, I just want to want a reason to be back. Yeah. In there. Do you, are you, like, obviously you're excited. I can tell you're excited because <laughs> you're, like, you're, like, just shaking and all getting all smiley. But, like, you've been out of school for a while. Ten years. Fuck, that's yeah. so crazy. You know what? It was, like, so embarrassing the first couple of years out of high school. And everybody was, like, doing something with their lives. And, like, what are you, what are you doing? And I'm, like, well, you know, I'm taking care of myself. And that seems <laughs> to be, like, a full-time job right now. Yeah. Like, just yeah. living and just, like, 
I had no idea what, what kind of foods I needed and I was just on my own and I had no idea like how much sleep I really really would have slept if nobody was around yeah. and like what I really would have done when nobody was around and how I would really, really would have taken care of myself yeah. and so it like took a long time and it took like falling in another the right jobs because mm-hmm. at that point I had yeah. a high school education yeah. so now I'm working at like Sutherland and car dealerships and District China work these crazy jobs but also like take care of myself and mm-hmm. only in the last like four years and I've had Chrysler and I've been on midnights and yeah. I bought a house and that has been like a sanctuary to me because yeah. it's like my space where I've always grown up with roommates and people who like you know are like cooking and blaring music and I'm like man down the hall puking and be like shut up you don't understand yeah. you know it's like my house is my sanctuary it's like my yeah. quiet place and I've got my clawfoot bathtub where oh. like I literally live in it because that's part of it patty. too that's oh. part of like just like checking out and checking out of problems and checking yeah. out of life for a second and just yeah. shutting that door and being like okay oh, we're together we're healthy things yeah. are good and, yeah and it's important for me to tell my body that too and my doctors are super big on that when I was like 13 years old they would try to explain it to me but I didn't understand it you know they'd say tell your body it's okay to heal it's okay for your cell count to lower just tell your body it's okay you don't have to be in a panic it's okay be in like you know just thinking you know through stress like maybe that's why she's like so worked up and this 13 year old's balding and how do we explain this right yeah and you still apply that like now yeah oh still apply that now like and like it's a it's the joke that like i'm a mermaid and like i yeah it's the joke (laughs) it's like everybody knows and like everybody knows for like an hour a day like I try to, like, check out and either, like, stretch or go outside or, like, just sit in my tub and just yeah. realize, like, and yeah, and be, yeah, and be, yeah, and be a human and not worry about my Enwin bill or <laughs> whether or not this, that cracker I ate earlier is going to, like, agree or not agree with me or if I'm going to have a migraine before I wake up for work tonight uh, and I'm going to have to call in or yeah. whatever problems I'm dealing with that day. Yeah. You know what I mean? How do How would you, like, tell people, like, to start doing that like what is like a day like the daily like how do you know when you need to check out like where at what point when do you you not need to check out (laughs) like i don't know how how is it for other people yeah for me like the rush and the hectic hecticness and the craziness of like everyday life like every every moment seems like a good moment to take a beat Mm -hmm. and every moment seems like a good moment to walk away from you know, studying and walking away from, you know, the bills and walking yeah. away from work for a minute and going outside and having a walk and yeah. with your friends and, and, you know, having a coffee you like or, yeah. you know, reading a book you like. I never stop reading. And I need to get reading more. I have four books sitting on my bookshelf that I have no My idea. sister just orders two of everything and I just get, Aww. I swear. And <laughs> she awesome. has the best reading list too. She goes to the university and she's in like some crazy programs and she just has like the best reading list about women and just like all over the world and a lot of diet stuff she gives me a lot of books about food she gives me a lot which probably goes in hand yeah i have like so many like plant food bibles and bosch and like the paleo way i haven't heard what's bosch you have to look it up okay it's a whole thing yeah it's from instagram but it's a cookbook now and it's just it's wellness it's all about like i feel like what you put into your body cool and I can't wait to learn more about that in school. And that's a big say, reason, yeah. too. You know, I feel like as a sick kid, you kind of end up, I don't know. I don't know how many sick kids there are that end up in that field. But yeah, why did you want to become a nurse? I mean, I don't, I don't know. know. Nothing why. else seemed right. Yeah. 
a hospital the hospital is my home I like grew up in a hospital it feels yeah. like and like all the people that were nice to me and helped me and like made a difference when I was dying like yeah. you know like it made the biggest impact on me I mm-hmm. feel like and I met some nurses I liked and some I didn't like yeah. and some that were like what a bitch like yeah. <laughs> you know I mean she'd leave the room my sister would be like ugh like you know like worst bedside manner ever (laughs) had doctors like walk out of the room on me I started crying and when I was a kid and they'd be like when she gets it together I'll come back and like you know the doctor would leave the room my dad would be like I'm so sorry this guy's a dick like please like I know this is hard but we pull it together I just I just need him to tell us what he's gonna tell us and then I'll take you wherever you want and we'll get you a treat or whatever it is you know Because, like, the headshots were really hard in the yeah. beginning and yeah. stuff like that. And obviously. they'd be like, well, I'm going to leave until you're good. Yeah. And, like, because I was, like, obviously, like, hysterical. Yeah, of like, course. I've been is... there. I cried with my, neuro- I, th- I think it was, Ooh, I can't remember, neurologist that I but saw. you know, like. He's like, you're fucking fine. I'm like, um, But wait, my oh, whole life. Yeah, I'm like, but wait. Yeah, yeah fuck then, you, dude, because I got diagnosed, so fuck you. That guy <laughs> leaves the room, that doctor leaves the room, and then this nurse, Rochelle, walks in, and for the next 10 years, I only go and see her, and she's like, knows exactly how I like to lay my head and have my headphones, and exactly how which which parts of my head to you know are most sensitive and, yeah you know and like you know i still never forget her like holy like she was in the worst part of what felt like the worst and the most painful yeah. part of yeah. like the everyday stuff like she just made it like i wanted to go see her yeah like i looked forward to go see and her I, and i, I knew i was coming someone like and that i want to be else. someone like that yeah like yeah. eventually i want to work with kids like 100 percent in peds like mm-hmm. that's just i don't know i'm sorry like that's just the condition like yeah, yeah I, I have to <laughs> yeah like, i love kids you know how cool it's gonna be granted that you are still bald when you I become be. a nurse <laughs> oh, I, I will be like is kids being able to see you no and it's true, just man, like, to see you there walking around working no, being like, in their life is head, really like, gonna realize, be so like, cool there are people out there that yeah you know are strong and like you'll be you'll be like this because of what you're going through yeah, too that's fucking cool man yeah. that's so i want to change a thing people ask me all the time yeah you know all the time it's yeah. a really weird question if you know, if you could go, you could go, go back, back and, or, and change things. You know, like, why don't change a thing? It's the reason I'm so, like, vocal. It's yeah. the reason, like, I'm so passionate about what I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. And it's the, that's what, like, drives me. What has shaped you as yeah. an adult. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Lemon soul, baby. Lemon soul, Lemon baby. Soul, that sour, sour part making it life so yeah, sweet. Yeah, and, you know, you know so like Andrea said, it's literally un- unavoidable. Yeah. This painful part of life, yep. it's, like, unavoidable like we're all gonna go through some version of something yeah just just survive it survive it keep eating the ice cream you like um (laughs) keep going upside down on your head you know what i mean like don't yeah exactly like it's okay it's very simple for me i find like i look around and sometimes i'll like talk to my friends and i'll be like wow is it like that it's a lot simpler for me you know i didn't have those things for a really long time i didn't even have my freedom yeah and when i wanted to dance i couldn't dance when i wanted to be outside i had to stay inside because of the sun Mm -hmm. and i didn't understand and we didn't understand what i need to do to like now i know you know i have uv clothing and us like like spf 60 and you know i'm in the sun for like maybe an hour and then like that's it for like the whole day like that's it yeah like i'm violently ill and like we didn't know that growing up so i just lived like that every day you know what i mean it's it's weird thinking like people i always think about and mind you this isn't really exactly true but i always am like man like people don't deal with this people don't deal with things like this 
but I always like that always bothered me I think that I was like it's like something you have to do extra like that nobody else has to do like for sure I feel like I you like watch people like eat like shit and like not take care of themselves (laughs) and like they're fucking fine maybe they're not but but, granted like like, they're walking around and they're not in pain and they're not like and I'm like how how and but then like it comes for like they're probably dealing with other things you know everyone has something going on but I think it bothered me for a long time that I was like and trying to do normal things I feel like like it keeps you I feel like it keeps you um I don't know if honest is the honest is the right word but like yeah some people have problems that are like problems they bring on to themselves you know what I mean like yeah that person may be dealing with like alcoholism right for you that's yeah. not an option right you hurt enough on a daily basis yeah. and you're in enough pain that's why and, I fucking don't drink alcohol yeah that's why yeah sick the next day for anybody and the day with after like that. an autoimmune illness knows that like yeah. it's brutal on yeah. our bodies and it takes us like multiple days to come back from that yeah. <laughs> and like as a kid I'm you know in prom and you drink and you're like oh my god but as an adult like I don't even have I don't even t- I can't I don't have the patience for it anymore no. I feel I have enough bad days where yeah. I don't need to yeah. be pouring things yeah. into I have my body. Yeah, bad days without other, with other, without putting other things in my body. Exactly. I know. Which I mean, should say a lot about cannabis because yeah, you know what I mean. Like I smoke that every day. I to feel better. Yeah, to to get to a place where I'm ready to run. I'm ready to yeah. eat. I'm ready to sleep. I'm re- I'm good to go. I'm good to go. Yeah, and live a semi-normal life i won't say normal yeah but it took me a long time to get over like that aspect of it too like you know look at the girl next door and she doesn't have to she doesn't like, have to do this go to bed at eight o'clock and miss the party and not drink at the party mm-hmm. and she doesn't have to miss the trip because it's in cabo and you can't be in cabo yeah. or whatever it is yeah. you know what i mean like now i'm finding like i said there are ways and there's like technology there's companies that release uv clothing and i can be in the sun and it's like walking around with sunscreen on and it's like it's amazing technology yeah and you know but yeah i had a hard time with that too forever like it's not fair yeah but i mean if we're living our lives on with things are fair or not (laughs) right yeah everyone be fucked we know everyone be fucked exactly um what is you can decide which one you want to answer. What is the best advice you were given and what is the worst advice you've been given? <clears throat> it wasn't really like that. No. People, I don't think, really had that level of comfortability with me. Okay. I don't really think they understood what to say to me. Not right. the people in my life anyway. Yeah. Mm, the attitude was, <clears throat> you get up, you go, you know, like, you're, you know, other people have it worse. Mm-hmm. And it was more like that kind of attitude. Was that hard to hear? Like, I feel like <clears throat> I've had a unique relationship with that phrase. Because oh, yeah. for, like, a long time when I was young, I used to, like, say that. I used to be, like, someone else has it worse, yeah. someone else has it worse. It's and great. then, like, nice thought. <laughs> when someone says that to you and you realize, like, no, my feelings are still valid. No, literally, I was just saying something like this the other day. And to the effect that, like, if it was, like, your sister or your grandmother or your sister that said, you know, somebody else has it worse. Like, yeah. no, tell me you what and like go to every corner of the earth yeah. to make sure that person was not in pain and mm-hmm. didn't hurt like mm-hmm. don't skip on yourself yeah like you're just as important as those other people mm-hmm. and yeah your pain is just as valid yeah you know what i mean i try not to live my life so much on that anymore like that was like yeah. a mentality that you know we thought we had to have to yeah. keep me going and yeah. to keep me above that like line of depression too because like as a 12 year old like i was pretty depressed not being able to do shit all yeah yeah so like now it's more like 
I don't know. I really don't know about... It's like a weird line because, like, I say that and then I'm thinking to myself now, like... But then I go out and, like, you know, say I'm having a shitty day, but then, like, I walk down to the water and I did this the other day. It was, like, a helicopter was by. It was really loud. And I was, like, that sound for someone else across the world means, like, bomb. Means, like, I'm in a dangerous... I'm living in my home and that's danger. I'm, like, I'm so lucky not to have that. So I, like, teeter on that kind of, like, others have it worse but, like, I'm really grateful for where I'm at. And I think it's just, like, that might, like, how do you shape that, um, that, uh, that thought? I, I yeah. don't know what, how to even explain it. But it gives you a sense of gratitude. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, I know that somebody's out there and they're in a wheelchair. And even though I'm out walking and everything now, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I know Your pain is has, still valid. Yeah. But you also are you know, grateful for, like, it's, like, this weird... And guess what? That person understands my pain, and right. I understand their pain. Right. And you know what? On, like, some level, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. everybody's pain is valid. Everybody is going through their own worst thing, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what you're going through is the worst, you know, yeah. like, to some people. But, yeah, it's really important to open up your perspective and, like, not just, like, appreciate that people have it worse, but, like, spend time with those people, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And spend time with yourself. It's, like, it's like drawing that line between someone has it worse but i'm also going through something and like teetering on exactly gratitude and also, like self-love yeah. and you know yeah. and but it's also really that. important i take care of myself and yes. put myself first yeah and yeah yeah because like you're no good to anybody if like um, you can't take care if of you yourself. can't if you're not taking care of yourself yeah. and that's honestly maybe been the biggest motivation in my life is mm-hmm. just other people yeah it was like always me wanting to like let everybody know like I'm okay. Yeah. And like I have a lot of people that I take care of. My grandmother, she has Alzheimer's and I spend so much time with her mm-hmm. and like she'll even though like she's not there all the time, like mm-hmm. she's my biggest like motivation to go back to school and yeah. to take care of myself yeah. so that I'm at a point where I can take care of her. Right. And I can take care of my parents right. and I can take care of my brother and my sister and mm-hmm. be there for them and be sharp and give good advice and yeah. be there when they need handiwork right. and, you know, be, be rested to enough to go things. pick them up when yeah. their car breaks down and yeah. not be like, yeah. you know. Because I feel like a lot of people like want to do, like want to be that person, but also like will burn themselves to the ground to get there. Yeah. And it's like, like you're at a point of understanding probably because you've been through so much through your childhood to know that like, I don't have the fucking option to burn out until I yeah. help you to, the, to yeah, my like, death. I don't have like, the option have to, to get to the hospital bed. Like yeah. I need to like yeah. check it like three days before that and then be planning like way ahead of that. Like yeah. I don't go to work without a lunch. Like I don't come home and like skip a meal. Yeah. I don't ever like skip a nap. Like even like I was saying to you to make these plans. Like yeah. I need to find time right. for me to sleep, sleep. and yep. me to eat and me to take care of myself because I still need to make it into work tonight. And yeah. like that's kind of like my way of like also grading like how well I'm doing. Like right. am I taking care of myself? Am I good to go at the end of the day? Am I like ready to go to work and I'm feeling good to go to work yeah you know sometimes I'm not and sometimes it is like I'm in so much pain I stay home and then sometimes I stay home and I'm in not in any pain at all yeah. and it's a me day and so much else happened that day and I felt fine but so much else happened that day that I still need to check out tonight yeah. and this is not the most important thing yeah and like I feel like a lot of people look at that and even at my own work, people will be like, hey, slacker, you know, like I'm only there sometimes four mm, days a week. And mm-hmm. it's like, that would be really nice if that was the case. Yeah. But it's taking absolutely everything to be yeah. here and yeah. everything to come in every day. And mm-hmm. even though Midnight's gives me that freedom to plan my day and eat right and exercise yeah. and sleep and yoga and see my family and all that, 
it's still you have to wake up at 11 30 at night yeah. which is like against what your body wants to yep. do at the end of the day like yep. you like even if we're off for one day yep. we fall into a day schedule mm-hmm. because the body just wants the best to sleep when, that, it's, yeah. when it's dark and yeah. you know it's like you can, sometimes you can plan as much as you want and your yeah body still and at 11 30 comes around and you're like your body's like no not today we have issues <laughs> we're not going well <laughs> swear to god I want to wind down. Definitely. We're going to do this sour seat. So this is this what? is going to be the second time I'm going to do this, but we're going to do it a little differently. <laughs> do you know what I'm going to make you do? Oh, no. Oh, yeah, I saw this. <laughs> um, but instead of just doing one, we have to do a lemon slice for every question. Okay, I'm down. I don't have anything against vegetables or fruit. I think they're like a godsend. All right, so this is part of the episode. Oh, I have to take my teeth out. <laughs> You're killing me right now. I hope you include that. You I feel go. like Billie Eilish with the beginning of her fucking... Have you, do you know that? She has Invisalign. If you don't know, you just found out that I have Invisalign. But it's supposed to come off in a month, so... Woo! Yeah, they okay. look great. Oh, I'm like, where are my questions? Okay. Okay, so we're just going to take a lemon and okay. then bite into it and then i'm gonna ask you a question and you have to answer it and then like will the next question take well, another one while i will can i take while, it out while i answer or you can take it out but the more you know like you just want to have like the sour reaction if you're i don't even know if you're you're just gonna be a champ and be fucking fine eating this these aren't nothing. you what for real i don't know like i feel like you... I, feel, I was bad at this the first time but okay we'll see well, how it goes can i just take it out when i answer though is that yeah is that we're gonna bad? bite into it and then i'll ask you a question okay Mm-mm. What's your favorite food? Ugh. Pizza. <laughs> Ooh, my tongue. Can't pizza. Ooh, pizza. What's your favorite pizza place? That's the same question, but. Ugh. Ugh, they just closed, but it was Krusty's by my house. They Kilbert. fucking closed? Yeah, the guy sold shop, man. What? Mike? <sighs> okay, second lemon. Dream vacation spot. Why are you such a champ at this? This is not right. Um. Like the Maldives. Mm. I love scuba. Mm. That'd be awesome. And I love the ocean. So okay. I'm gonna anything. You're just like champing through this. Do you eat lemons on the regular? I don't know. Like they're in smoothies and stuff. <sighs> right? Like turmeric juice and stuff. Okay, ready? Yeah. Are you a morning or a night person? Um, A night person for sure. Mornings are super hard. Vanilla or chocolate? Raver? Neither. Ugh. I don't want to do that anymore. But we have one more. Favorite local business. Obviously not Krusty's. Plant fun. Joy. Fucking Plant Joy. Plant Joy. Shut oh, up, there's one. One more. Oh, I was there today. One, so I was there today. I want this one. Just like know. driving around, just thinking, I'm just going to go get donuts, not even thinking about what day it was. I know. That's okay, though. I tried. We'll get them eventually. Okay, cheers. Cheers. <laughs> one word to describe yourself. Just, <laughs> you're drooling so much. <laughs> It's good. Okay. Um, One word. Just like honest, I guess. If you see me around. (laughs) If you see me around, ask me a question. Totally approach me. I'm expecting it after this podcast. Of course, yes. Yeah, hey, where can people find you online? Mm. If they want to follow you and like check you out. I don't know. Um, (laughs) I mean, they don't have to. You don't have to. I don't have Facebook or anything like that. No, like, (laughs) you know, you're like, oh, I want your story. And just like, "Mm, maybe. Maybe you have motivation to start your baldy. My little baldy chapter. My chapter. 
I think you really should do that. I think it's definitely really something I'm cool. like expanding and like I've written out like a little bit of a plan for it and yeah. like where I'm do they have go. different sections in like like is that not like in Canada a, okay. like but um it wouldn't be necessarily like that brand either okay. like it would just be like a chapter for women it. and yeah. it wouldn't even be like just women who are like alopecia like it's all women like women yeah. who decide to shave their head and right. who are bald and who deal with the same issues every day right and women who have lost their hair to chemotherapy and women who are just like bald for whatever reason yeah you know what i mean like just because we all deal with the same stupid shit and the yeah. same ignorance and yeah. the same problems like i have no eyelashes it's hard to wear like yeah like false eyelashes i'm huge into like makeup and yeah. like i and always have been good at it man stop no one can put eyebrows on like, <laughs> well you know when you don't have them you like decide <laughs> you're either gonna be good at them or you're gonna have like centipedes on your face like <laughs> caterpillars on your face whatever you know so like yeah there's like all these like funny things where like you'll like sneeze and then like one of your eyelashes will be like halfway down your face Mm -hmm. and it's like these are problems i feel like other people don't necessarily deal with yeah but like something that to talk about yeah bring community and ways around it and different products that work you know like there's women that are out there and they're like sweating their eyebrows off and like are not touching them all day because if they just touch it once it'll smudge and there's like products for that and there's brushes for that and everything so just like a community i don't know you got some expertise in that area Uh, not that i'm like an advocate for like wearing eyebrows or eyelashes or hair or anything like that because honestly at the end of the day this is like what i look like and this is what i go out as and this is what the standard i accept people accept me on yeah and you know what like set your own standard oh yeah like I can be upset all day that I don't have my hair and my yeah. eyelashes, but yeah. it doesn't change a fucking thing about who I am and what intention I have mm-hmm. and what I'm going to go out in the world and what I'm going to do. It doesn't alter that. It doesn't It doesn't change a thing unless I let it, unless I let it be the reason I stay in instead of come out and shine, you know? That's, like, the best way to end this podcast ever. I was just, like, trying <laughs> not to, face. like, beam. You're so I red. just, like, I know. Oh, I'm sweating, like, beyond belief. I get so toasty. <laughs> I've also had – I'm also not good at makeup, so I get, like, really – because I haven't put makeup on since 7 this morning. Oh, oh yeah, I'm toasty. You don't need it. Just so you know. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Just so you know. I struggle with that, man. We were in Costa Rica, and, like, it was fucking so hot the whole time. You just sweat the whole time. You step mm-hmm. from the shower to the, your bed, and you're sweating again. Yeah, yeah. And we would, like, go to, like, dinner at the end of the night – and I lo- would look at myself in the mirror and be like, oh, my God, you gremlin. And I'd put makeup on. And, and then, like, feel, like, super naked. Like, yeah. Oh, but it, bo- it bothers me that it bothers me. But, yeah. like, but then I'm trying to be like, you know what? If this is, I don't know, I, I battle it. We were, like, in, like, a group chat at a retreat in Costa Rica. And um, like, Tia if you're was, at like, Costa Rica, in Costa Rica for, like, yoga, like, yeah. this is not what you're supposed to be worrying about. Like, you shouldn't even But I was. It. Yeah. I, I cried. I was crying. I was, like, Bub. in this. We were, like, having, like, a group chat, like, the circle of us. And, uh we talk about stuff and Tia said something about like, oh, it's so nice to see like everybody around. Everyone's in like their most raw form. And I just was like, I'm like I put makeup on before I came here. And I just had like a moment. Of, of course. Like, we're of, like, like realization. I like, couldn't. Fuck. Why couldn't I? Or Why, yeah. yeah. It made me mad that I like. Oh, trust me. There form. are days, man, where like I go outside and people are staring at me left and right. And I'm yeah. like, man, I wish I would have wore a hat. I yeah. wish I would have just put my eyebrows on. And just my eyebrows sometimes will keep people from yeah. stopping and talk. they'll be like, oh, you know, I, I thought you had cancer, but then I saw you had eyebrows. Like something stupid, you know, like. Thanks, man. And you're like, OK, <laughs> well, that's what's Jesus. the difference between people talking to me and not like, OK, Ugh. well, and, yeah. you know, and like I'll go, you know, like I'll go out somewhere and they'll be like, why don't you wear your eyebrows anymore? Like, yeah. well, that's just like a personal decision where yeah. like, I feel like it doesn't enhance my face yeah. or 
make me like it doesn't, it doesn't go yeah, yeah it doesn't i don't see them because i have i don't those. see them yeah, like yeah. you know what <laughs> these i mean are for you <laughs> these are for other people yeah and like they're not for me they're yeah. you know so you know i need to soak a little bit of that up and put it into my body yeah well it's more about just Sorry. being a lazy piece of shit but <laughs> i can right, teach I can, you i can soak that up too. i can teach you those ways too <laughs> all right love we did it oh, i love it we did a podcast and that's a wrap on another episode on the Lemon Soul podcast. Just want to thank Shelby for finally coming in and sitting down and sharing her story and sharing her message. As much as I know she hates hearing that, I'm so glad she did. If you take anything away from this episode, I hope it is that you advocate for your own health and always listen to your body. Until next time, guys. See you later. Bye.